Are you ready to get your fantasy on? Here's show us your TDs. It's growing time. Let's go. Welcome back to Show Us Your TDs. It's your boy Gooby, and I'm sitting over here on cloud nine. <laughs> Literally and figuratively, as I own a cloud nine gaming chair. Nerd alert! If you're new here, let me and my man Melk take you down the rabbit hole that is the NFL and NFL fantasy football. But first, Let's start with Melky. Melky, how are you doing? Ayo, Gooby. Your favorite NFL Frosty Milk beverage is here with his chest pumped out for week seven. Why? Because how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? This especially goes out to a certain Chargers fan who decided to bet against me. And you know what happens when people bet against me? They lose. Charles, this person, and Destroyer. Destroyer, you already lost week one, so you better pony up, buddy. I am over the moon for that, and I'm over the moon because you are on a magical roll right now. And and it's crazy because all those other people who bet against me and you, they're just Delulu and we don't got time for people that are Delulu, but you, my friend, are perfect. And I'm gonna let you take it away. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Before I take it away, I was driving my truck this week and a truck, like a pickup truck pulled up beside me. And I was like, okay. And I look at the rear window and it has six Bronco stickers. It has a Broncos license plate. Gross! I was like, this guy has to be the saddest person alive. <laughs> like literally the saddest person alive with all those things. I would have started peeling them off by now. Jesus Christ on a motorbike. That person is definitely Delulu. I am perfect right now. That's right, Melk. Six and oh in the fantasy league. Uh, I won last week, one twenty-two to ninety-nine. And let's go over some of our, the matchup. Well, the the players that did well for me. Uh, Jalen Hurts, twenty-eight points right off the bat. That was fantastic. Uh, Jamar Chase, eleven points. DJ Moore. Seven points. Okay. That's okay. I mean, we're not going to get that 30, 40 out of you every single week. I'm okay with that. Michael Pittman Jr. He was late coming. He wasn't doing so well, but he got, he got it done. 15.4 points. Etienne Jr. 21.8 points. Thank you very much. DeAndre Swift, 13 points. Now, the only problem with my team is the tight end situation. I played Zach Ertz. He only had 3.2 points. 
Jacoby Myers. Now we talked about this yeah. during the last pod. We had this. We discussion. weren't sure who I was gonna play, either Matheson or Jacoby Myers or Hollywood Brown, but Hollywood Brown was really questionable going in, so I decided not to play him. But I started Jacoby Myers based off of your advice. 14.6 points. Thank you, Melky. Tyler welcome. Tyler Bass, two points, and the Dallas defense, five points. Brought me to 6-0. I can't complain. Yeah, baby, yeah! I'm doing well. That that was last week. Let's get into... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Let, let, let's bask in this a little bit. Let's bask in it. How do you feel? How does it feel to be 6-0 dominating your league? And it's a tough league from what I've seen and what I've seen is available in the rules and set. Just tell me, how is Gooby feeling overall? I'm feeling great, man. Like this league, uh, if you if you know Yahoo, a lot of leagues are silver. This is a gold league with three platinums in it. It's a very hard league. Um, it's a 12-man league. I'm feeling good about it. I'm going to break down quickly the 12. You got 6-0 starting first. You got 5-1, and one, so I'm sitting on top by myself. 4-2. and two. Then you got one, two, three, four, five, three and threes. One, two, three, four, four, two and fours, and one, one and five. So damn. So it's it's pretty close. I mean, they do say one is the loneliest number out there. Yeah. But in this case, who cares? You're number one. <laughs> yeah, the, the middle of the pack is very close, but I am excited for this week's matchup. But why is that, Gooby? Let's hear it. Because I am facing the number two spot. So if I beat him, that just gives me gives me an edge on everybody. And that also gives me a, uh, a game where if I lose, it really doesn't matter. So let's go over this week matchup is. And it's again, burrow these nuts in your mouth versus <laughs> hammer time. Can't touch me. Um, Can't touch us? I guess so. (laughs) This is platinum versus platinum. Okay. And we're going to go over the the starting lineups right now. It's Jalen Hurts versus versus Kirk Cousins. We got DJ Moore versus Calvin Ridley. Now, we are recording this on a Friday night. So the Thursday nighter has already played. Guess what, everybody? Calvin Ridley did terrible. One reception for five yards. Loser. Yeah, no, he <laughs> he he did not do well. He has one point. One point. This is a he, half PPR league. He hasn't done well in the last few. But Christian Kirk, on the other hand, whew, he I had know. quite the game. I know. Michael Pittman Jr. versus Ahmad St. Brown. Jacoby Myers versus, versus Elijah Moore. Travis Etienne Jr., like I said, the Thursday Nighter played 21.2 points. Thank you very much. He is going up against Zach Moss. DeAndre Swift versus uh, Javante Williams. I was going to say Jason for some reason. <laughs> Not quite. Um, I'm going to skip the tight ends for a second. I got Hollywood Brown in versus... This is going to be the, the, the funny part. Eli Mitchell. Who the fuck is this, bro? Who's not back up to Christian McCaffrey? Because isn't it, I, isn't it Elijah Mitchell? Elijah, I thought it was Eli. No, you were right, Elijah Mitchell. I think he's the third string. I don't think he's the number two. 
the guy I'm going to be talking about, Boomer Bust, he seems to be the number two, but with Kyle Shanahan's offense, you just never know. So at the moment, Mitchell is projected to get 3.84 points. So <laughs> there's a reason why he has him in the lineup. We'll go over it in a short bit of time. Uh, Tyler Bass versus Brett Maher. And then I have Cleveland's defense versus Miami's defense. Yes, Dallas is on a bye this week. That's lame. So quickly, I just already talked about how deep this league is and how there's literally nothing on the waiver wire. This is why he has Mitchell playing because <laughs> his he's got Jefferson on IR and he's got James Conner on IR. He has Zeke. He has Samaje P. Ryan, but that's about it. There's not much else out, out there right now. Johnson is on the wire for um, Chicago. For Chicago, yeah. I put in a $20 wager on it. I might go a little bit higher. I only have $69 left, but I don't know if I want to waste it because I am really hurting on running backs as well. I only have Matheson as my backup. So if one of my running backs get injured, I need to pick up the backup quick and a lot of backups are already been picked up waiting for someone to get injured i think twenty dollars is where i must stay at and hopefully uh, hammer time doesn't pick up johnson because i feel like johnson's gonna have a good game he's also gonna be the starter i think even when herbert comes back they like him a lot he's a big back he's a three down back i would put 25 bucks man just 25 bucks I'll, yeah. I'll change i'll change that right now to 25 I, bucks I, I would man you, you can't mess around with injuries you got to have the depth and you wanted to talk about tight ends there's a yes. rumor out there that the cowboys are looking at Ertz. you serious okay that, that could be intriguing for you because i know you have him i know you have frere Muth, and i know you have Najoku. Eventually, you're going to have to make a decision on someone. But Fremuth's been hurt most of the season. And Ujoku has not done anything. So, at the moment, because I haven't uh, changed anything yet, my bid is for Johnson with $20 and a drop Zach Ertz. But because Fremuth, because I have him too, is on IR, I'm drop or he's out for the game. I'm going to drop him to IR. I'm going to cancel that. I'm going to put in the 25 for Johnson. We were getting to the tight ends. Uh, it's David Njoku versus Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram has already played. He got seven points. That's okay for a tight end. But yeah, I picked up Njoku because there was literally nothing else on the wire for me to pick up. Um, so at this moment, it's Njoku. It could be Ertz, but Seattle is a better defense, I think, than Indy. So I would rather go with Ninjoku, even though he doesn't have Watson. Yeah, your tight end situation is a little dicey. I would probably start Ninjoku right now. You might want to wait till actually Sunday to, to really decide because it's, it's a coin flip at this point. But I would okay. stick with Ninjoku. Okay, so now... The second topic, which I haven't asked you about in our group chats or text messages, is defense. I picked up Cleveland's defense. Now, I could play Philly, but they're playing Miami. That rules out. No, no. I could pick up Tampa Bay versus Atlanta. Atlanta, they run the ball very well. They can score. And okay. it's a division game. I, I like the Cleveland pick. You pick the best defense in the league. 
They have monsters everywhere. Yeah. Who are they playing? This indie, right? Yeah, it's indie. They're what, playing without indies. Richardson. Without Richardson, because he is now out for the season. You made a great pick. You don't need to do anything right now except for maybe, maybe concentrate on the tight. Who's playing tight end on Sunday? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like I said, I'm gonna cancel this waiver wire bid right now. So that is the matchup for this week. I am winning at the moment 21 to 8. He had two players play. I've had one player play. Melky, I'm predicted to win 126 to 85. That is the live projection. Going into Thursday, it was 119 to 96. Melky, do I go 7 and 0? Oh. Guess what, Gooby? This isn't a prediction. It's a spoiler alert. You're going 7 and 0, oh, baby. The mountain is way too high to climb. I'm looking at his lineup. Moss now has to compete with, with Jonathan Taylor. Really hasn't done anything. Kirk Cousins could have a nice game, but he's playing San Francisco. One of the top rated defenses in the league. St. Brown, he probably will go off. But Baltimore's stingy as well. Javante Williams sucks. Mitchell sucks. Testify! Miami's going to lose points to, to Philly. That's going to be an offensive uh, battle. It seems like you have it in the bag, baby. Yeah. Uh, Gooby is going to be 7-0. and no. I, I like the sound of that. And I just put in that waiver wire transfer or for uh, Johnson. $25. Let's hope for the best. I hope you get it, man. You, it seems like everything's aligning for you right now. Is there a lot of luck in this? Absolutely. But you're playing smart. Congratulations. And good luck to you this week. Sort of. No, I'm just kidding. Good luck to you this week. We name dropped the Browns. We name dropped the 49ers. And we said Elijah Mitchell sucks. So let's go to the week six highlights and talk 49ers losing to the Browns, Gooby. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my Lord. 19 to 17. Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy went 12 for 27, 125 yards, one touchdown, an INT, and his QB rating was 55.3. That's probably one of the lowest he's ever had. Now, Gooby mentioned Watson did not play again, so it was P.J. Walker at the helm. He went 18 for 34, 192 yards, two INTs, did not throw a touchdown, and his rating was worse, 45.2. Jake Moody missed the game-winning field goal. I saw it. It was it was putrid. I don't know how he missed that. And Amari Cooper was the only one that went off with four receptions, eight targets, 108 yards. But a lot happened in this game, Gooby. A lot of injuries. CMC injures his oblique in his rib. He is day-to-day. He actually got lucky. Debo Samuels injures his shoulder, left the game, and is considered day-to-day. And their best offensive lineman, their offensive tackle, Trent Williams, injured his ankle, left the game. He is also day-to-day. So, Goobs, I want to ask you, with all these injuries, on Monday night, can the Vikings beat the 49ers? Probably not. I think the 49ers are just going to go in there and stomp the Vikings and be like, no, we are the Super Bowl contenders. They're without Justin Jefferson, which is a huge, huge setback for the Vikings. The Vikings defense isn't that great. I think Brock Purdy and Debo are going to run a muck on him uh, on the Vikings. It, it doesn't look good for the Vikings. 
and it was a one-off. Everybody has one one-off. We lost to Arizona, and the the next topic, next highlight, is another one-off. So oh, 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 before you go, no, I'm not going there. Yeah, I'm just saying. So it's it's just yeah. it's just a one-off. Everybody has them. The Niners going to be back in full force with obviously without McCaffrey, but they're going to be back and they're going to dominate. With this loss, are the 49ers still the best team in the NFL? Yes. Yes, hands down. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I still think from top to bottom, they're they're the best team. This just said Johnson is actually out. Oh, is he really? So Foreman's not on the wire. Foreman is picked up by somebody else. So this guy has no chance of getting someone in that flex spot unless it's a like third string wide receiver. I actually now just changed that waiver wire bid to like a $10 bid because I don't think anybody's going to pick him up and I'm just going to throw him on the IR and uh, hold him for a little bit. There you go. That's some smart fantasy football management right there. Gooby, tell us the next story. All right. Well, we were talking about one-offs, and this one is another one-off. The Philadelphia Eagles are not perfect anymore as they lost to the New York Jets <laughs> and the Milfunter. <laughs> what? The three and three Jets, or I guess the three and two Jets, or no, sorry, two and three Jets beat the four and zero. Oh, or five and zero oh, oh. Eagles, math. It's very hard, but <laughs> yeah, the Jets won twenty to fourteen. And let's do the Milf Hunter stats: nineteen for thirty-three, hundred and eighty-six yards. Okay, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. It is what it is. Brees Hall, twelve carries, thirty-nine yards, one touchdown. Uh, Garrett Wilson, eight receptions, ninety yards. Brees Hall got in with the receptions, five receptions, uh, 54 yards. On the other end, Jalen Hurts, 28 for 45, 280 yards, one touchdown. But the biggest problem was three interceptions. My man's looking like Dak Prescott out there. Ooh-wee. Those are some fighting words. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, eight carries, 47 yards, one touchdown. And then DeAndre Swift, 10 carries, 18 yards. Not looking good for him. AJ Brown, though, seven receptions, 131 yards. That's looking good for some fantasy owners, but they need those touchdowns. Uh, DeAndre Swift got in a receiving touchdown. Melky. Are the Eagles second best team in the league still? It might be the third best team after this weekend. Okay. They they got to play the Dolphins. The Eagles don't look like a juggernaut right now. They don't look like the same team last year. They're not firing all cylinders. Jalen Hurts with three picks is very unheard of. A.G. Brown, it feels like he's not even out there. Even though he had 131 yards, it feels like he's not even out there. He's not scoring touchdowns. Devontae Smith has disappeared, but they did do something very interesting this week, and they signed 34-year-old Julio Jones. Julio! Now, I want to ask you, with the signing of Julio, does this make the Eagles now the team to beat? No. In the the, the NFC? No. Well, I mean, they are the team to beat in the NFC, even without Julio Jones. Over Um, the 49ers? 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, 49ers. Never mind. Sorry. Duh. They're the second best team on the East or the NFC. Look, Julio Jones is good, but he's old. He's been passed around now. His time is over. He's there to just, you know, do some catches, maybe run some routes. He's not going to be the go-to, oh, my God, we got Julio. We have A.J. Brown. Like, this is the duo to beat now. No, this is not the duo to beat. You know, you still got Chase and uh, Higgins. You still got Jefferson and Addison. Those are the Those are the duos in the wide receiver world that you need to look at, not AJ Brown and Julio Jones. It's more like a number there. It's not, it's nothing, nothing spectacular. I don't know. He said he has a lot in the tank. Yeah. So did Terrell Owens, but I mean, he hasn't been picked up by a team. Terrell Owens is also over 40. (laughs) He he better shape than both of us. Oh, absolutely. Put together too. (laughs) Well, let's talk about some good shape here and let's talk about the lions. Gooby. Okay. Lions dismantling the Bucks 20 to 6. Jared Goff is having a fantastic season. Went 30 for 44, 353 yards, two touchdowns, and had a QB rating of 107.5. And Baker Mayfield, and I told everyone this, Baker doesn't show up for the big games. He went 19 for 37, 206 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, QB rating of 56.8. Ew, gross. Amon Rod St. Brown returned and he was spectacular. 12 receptions, 15 targets, 124 yards, and one touchdown. And Chris Godwin actually showed up for the Bucks because nobody else did with six receptions, seven targets, 77 yards. Jamison Williams caught his first touchdown as well. That was pretty cool. With the Lions being five and one and having a great season, are they a threat to San Francisco and Philly? I definitely think so. I think Jared Goff has got something in the tank right now. I mean, that defense, they're pretty good. You know, everything's working with the Detroit Lions. They don't have, like, this superstar players. Like, yeah, I'm not saying Brown. Brown, man. He's emerging into a superstar. He's emerging into a superstar, but I wouldn't say he's a superstar yet. Top three wide receivers right now would probably be what Jefferson, Chase, and uh, Tyreek. I mean, yeah, Tyreek Hill, right? If if you go top five, you're probably putting AJ Brown and maybe Stefan Diggs, maybe. If Cooper Cup had a better quarterback, Cooper Cup. Yeah, but Cooper Cup's been hurt too. It's not just QB yeah. play. Yeah. Not superstar potential or uh, uh, right now, but definitely soon he will be. I mean, they're playing lights out. And with that uh, accusation of uh, Sam Laporta during the draft, this team is no joke. And they're showing it. Dude, this is all their offensive numbers. They're fourth in passing. They're eighth in rushing. They're ninth in third downs. Montgomery's been a beast, too. He's been a game changer in the back end. He did injure himself. He's on the IR, so that sucks. And their defense, like you said, is not too bad. Middle of the pack is 20th, but it's enough to get them by. I'm looking at their games right now. Uh, They got the Ravens. 
But then they got the Raiders, which I think they could beat. They got the Chargers, which I think they can beat. They got the Bears, which I think they can beat. Which they will beat. <laughs> the, the Packers they beat. The Saints they probably would beat. Then they got the Bears again. Then they got the Broncos. <laughs> and then they got the Vikings. I feel like out of this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games I just said, they lose probably two. Oh, snap. They play the Cowboys, too. Yeah, right after the Vikings, they play the Cowboys, which will be a great game. I'm not going to put any prediction on that yet. And then they got the Vikings again, and I feel like that could go a 1-1. One for the Vikings, one for the Lions. <laughs> the Lions could potentially win their next 11 games. They so. can go on a run. I think this is a, a magic year for the Lions. Look out for Detroit. Yeah, look out for Detroit and look out for the Bills as they Beat the Giants 14 to 9. Josh Allen, 19 for 30, 169 yards, two touchdowns, one INT. Not really much on the rushing side. James Cook, 71 yards. Latavius Murray, 45. I haven't heard that name in a while. Stefan Diggs, 10 receptions, 100 yards. That's a good 20 points for a full PPR league. Uh, on the other side, Tyrod Taylor. Welcome back to the NFL, bud. 24 for 36, 200 yards. Saquon Barkley, 24 carries, 93 yards, no touchdowns. It was all field goals for the Giants. Now, Melky, before we get into the controversy, Barkley has stated he wants to stay in New York. Why? 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 Is this a dumb decision by Barkley? No, because all they need is a quarterback and that team can be relevant. It's not a bad team. They have some decent pieces. They do need a wide receiver as well. They, they need, need a wide receiver one. Yeah, they need a wide receiver one. They got a bunch of threes and maybe a, a two. They need a few pieces. Definitely needs to get rid of Danny T Chump change. He's garbage, flat out, one of the worst quarterbacks ever. So I don't blame Barkley for one of the states. I mean, even though they play in New Jersey, it is New York. It is his team. Let's be real. It's his team. He still has a lot left in the tank. I don't blame him, man. Give him the bag. They should have gave him the bag instead of Dan Daniel Jones. Realistically, they screwed up there. So they, they, I get it. Yeah. I get it. If he got traded to Buffalo, though, or uh, Baltimore, I heard rumors about Baltimore, too. No, I I wouldn't like that in Baltimore because Lamar takes too much of the the run. I, I know feel like Lamar. I feel like Lamar would would hold back if he had Saquon Barkley in the backfield. I think where he would look great, and I hate to say it because like this team is already great, is KC. They just don't have enough money. Well, of course they don't. They they spent it all on Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> um, one thing, if they got a quarterback say next year rookie okay what's that guy's name who's supposed to be like the end of all fucking quarterbacks right now yeah if the giants get that which i'm sure they probably won't but if they do what about picking up a one-year contract from deandre hopkins you stupid no Hop have you seen hopkins with the titans have you seen Tannehill? It's terrible. I'd rather Tannehill than Daniel Jones. Yes. Or a rookie quarterback. Okay. No, I don't know. no, no. Do you know what they need to do? 
they can't get off Daniel Jones's contract. They screwed up there. Yeah, they fucked. What they need to do is focus on getting Marvin Harrison Jr., who's supposed okay. to be a game-changing wide receiver in this draft. I know they probably don't because Chicago's been asked. The Vikings seem like they're tanking. I know it's it's an uphill battle for New York, but if I'm them, I'm looking to trade up to get that pick and have a game changer, a new face, an actual wide receiver one that they can depend on and help this team move in the right direction. Uh, let's talk to controversy, Mel. Please bring it home with us. Cornerback Teron Johnson held tight end Darren Waller in the end zone at the end of the game. Well, we all saw it. He held him. Yeah, It was blatant. There's no dancing around it. We all saw it. So I want to know from you, are the refs to blame for the Giants losing? The refs are to blame for Dallas not winning a Super Bowl fucking like six or seven years ago with the fucking Terrell Owens catch. Okay. What? What are you talking about? The refs are always to blame. It's always the refs fault. Fuck the refs. It's, it's hard to say. Like, they can't have eyes everywhere. How many refs are there? Four? Yeah. Like, there's, what, 11 players on each side? So, it's hard to catch everything. It was a blatant hold for sure, but it was quick. It wasn't, like, long. That's what she said. <laughs> it's, it's just hard to catch things that are not facing you. Refs make mistakes. It happens. So we've all seen it. Like I said, you know, Terrell's catch wasn't a catch, but it was a catch. Are you talking Des Bryant? Sorry, Des Bryant. Uh, okay. I have Terrell in my head now for some reason. We were <laughs> talking about him earlier. Uh, talking about the Des Bryant catch, right? Like it, it was a catch, but it wasn't a catch, but it was a catch, right? Refs make mistakes. You're in a professional team. You can't just be like, ah, the refs fucked us. No, you fucked yourselves because you're just bad. You're one in five for a reason. So. Well, not only that, there were some plays at the end of the half where they could have gotten three more points, but the clock ran out. Tyrod Taylor screwed up. I, I can't remember what, but he screwed up. It could have been nine nothing going in instead of six nothing. One call doesn't make a game. I mean, it's it's pretty interesting how that call changed the outcome. Yes, sir. A quick waiver wire talk. Uh, Julio Jones is on the waiver wire. Yep. Do I pick him up? Do you need him? Not really. I have a bunch of wide receivers. Like I'm looking at my my receiving core right now. It is pretty good. I got more Pittman, Jacoby Myers. I got Hollywood Brown and Jamar Chase, and I got Zay Jones on the IR. Yeah, I feel like you should concentrate on a, a running back, if anything, unless you want to try and use him for trade bait, but I don't see people lining up to grab him. He's going to be a third guy, and he hasn't played since the playoff game against the Cowboys. True. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like your focus should be elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. Tight end, running back. I, I agree. I just thought maybe throw it out there. That is the highlights. Now, let's get into some betting. Before we do this, please, please gamble responsibly. And uh, 
we're gonna do some parlay picks with your boy gooby i love to bet uh melky's gonna help me put in my bets and uh we'll see where it goes now i play like basically unwinnable parlays i do like all the games on one parlay yeah it pays out like a hundred grand but the odds of me winning that are pretty terrible am i right milk backs <laughs> all right so i'm gonna just go over all the games quickly and uh milk is gonna chime in on who he thinks are gonna win now do you want to do point spread or just straight up win we can do both it's up to you this is gooby's parlay so what all does right. gooby want to do all right. Well, I've been doing straight up wins. Uh, I won two weeks ago, 150 bucks or something like that. But let's do the let's do the points. Lions versus Baltimore. Lions are predicted to win by three. Melky, what do you think? This is the toughest matchup I think of the week. I mean, it says minus three for the Ravens at home. I think the Ravens are just getting yeah, the home plus points. three for the, the yeah, Lions. Plus, plus three for the Lions, minus three for the Ravens because of home field. Man, I feel like I wouldn't touch this game. But if you had to, yeah, I would say I would I would say plus three for the Lions. I would go minus three for the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to have a good game this week, but we will find out. All right, Commanders versus the Giants. The Giants are plus three against the three and three Commanders. Uh, no, thank you. I'm going to take the the three, uh, the minus three Washington Commanders. Well, especially if Daniel Jones isn't playing again. I know Tyrod is safer quarterback, but if Jones isn't playing, then my God, have mercy on the New York Giants because <laughs> they stink. Yeah, I feel like the Giants should be at like a plus six, maybe a plus seven. But yeah, plus three, I I give this some commanders all day. The Las Vegas Raiders are predicted to beat the Chicago Bears at two and a half. Melky, I think that I think the Bears. Half. Yeah, minus two and a half for the yeah. For the Raiders, <laughs> they didn't give the Bears the home home respect because they're so bad. I'm gonna pick the Bears on this one. I'm picking the Bears too. This is the upset of the week, if you can call it an up. Well, yeah, it's still an upset. This is the upset of the week. Three and three versus one and five. That's uh, that's a little bit of an upset for me. Uh, the Cleveland Browns minus three and a half versus the Colts. I like that. I think the Browns defense is going to run amok on uh, Minshew and the Colts. The Browns are coming off a very important win, a, a nice booster, if you will, for that uh, organization, especially not having Watson at the helm. You've got two backup quarterbacks going against each other, and I don't really like Indy. So, yeah, take the Browns at three and a half. <laughs> You're like, I don't, why don't you like Indy? What's wrong with Indy? Richardson's not playing. I like Richardson a lot, but I just don't care for Indy. Okay, okay. Bills going up against the Patriots. The Bills are predicted to win by eight. I am taking that all day, 100%. I don't even think that's a question. No, I actually think they win by two touchdowns. I'm going to say like 24 nothing. No, they're not going to get shut out, but it's going to be close. All right. Falcons in Tampa. Tampa's predicted to win by two and a half. I'm taking the Falcons on this one. 
I like the Bucks. I like them to bounce back. I think the Bucks send a message to the Falcons that this is our division. Okay, okay, I'll I'll take that actually. You know what? I'll I'll ride with you on this one. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers in LA against the Rams. The Rams are predicted by to win by three and a half. This is a tough game. Melky, who do you got? This one I struggled the most with because something tells me the Steelers are going to come out really aggressive, especially that defense. And they're coming off a bye. It's tough. I don't trust LA. Puka has been a nice story. Cooper Cup looked decent last week. But Kyrene Williams is hurt. I don't like Pittsburgh, man. I, I kind of like Pittsburgh okay. in this game. I think I, I like Pittsburgh too. Uh, even though they're without Fairmouth, they're touchdown dependent tight end. Uh, I, I still think Pittsburgh pulls one out. Arizona at Seattle. Now Seattle's predicted to win by eight. I don't think they win by eight. I think they win, but I don't think they win by eight. I think they win by six. So I'm going to pick the Cardinals on that one yeah. to uh, to take the points. The Cardinals have been a team that have battled all season. They have yeah, battled. You, you've been they, talking they, about this. Yeah, they've been in almost every game. They don't give up. Yeah, they have Connor on the IR and some other players on the IR, but they don't give up. I like their attitude. I would take the Cardinals here. I don't think Seattle can put up the amount of points that they suggest that they can do. So... Cardinals it is. All right, Chargers versus the Chiefs. Chiefs are predicted to win five and a half. I think the Chiefs are definitely going to win by at least a touchdown. That is my pick. Melky, Chargers, Chiefs. Oh, it's an arrowhead? Yeah. Chiefs without blinking. Like, come on now. <laughs> and I feel like if Taylor Swift is in the building, the Vegas is going to bump that up to a touchdown at least. Uh, Green Bay Packers versus the Denver Broncos. I don't even want to touch this game. I'm actually going to skip it, but it's <laughs> Green Bay predicted to win by one and a half. That's how bad this game is. Yeah, it seems like the Broncos are in every toilet bowl game this season. I wouldn't touch this either because you God only knows what's going to happen. So, yeah, stay away. Yeah, stay away. Don't, don't even bother. Uh, Miami versus the Eagles. The Sunday night game, Melky, who do you got? The Eagles are predicted to win by three, and it's in Philly. I've got the Dolphins winning by three. Yeah, I, I like Miami. They're on a surge. Eagles do not look like themselves. Spoiler alert, this is my toonie bet, and I'll go into more detail about it. You got to take the Dolphins. Let's go. <laughs> Laces out. I agree with you on that. And the last game of the week, the Monday nighter, San Francisco 49ers predicted to win by six and a half over the Vikings. I agree with that. They're without Justin Jefferson, and that Niners defense is going to run a muck on Kirk Cousins. Yeah, the Niners defense is still intact, so six and a half is perfect for the 49ers. Okay, Melk. I am putting a $5 bet on this one because it's so many games. Um, the odds of me winning are 121,566. Pays out six grand if I win. I'll give you a quarter of it. <laughs> Not 10%? <laughs> 10% for his manager. Um, but yeah, 
those are the parlay picks guys please gamble responsibly don't gamble if you do not have the money to uh we just do this for fun i'm only putting five dollars on it because it's such a high risk rate enjoy let's go you know what thank you gooby so much that is gooby's parlays if you have a pen handy or something to write down with copy it down because this man does know what he's doing he is six and zero in fantasy so that must mean something in the world of betting let's change segments let's go boomer bust gooby's favorite pastime while he's on the toilet oh that's nasty G golly and i'm gonna start us off with wide receiver Rasheed rice goobs he's a bust he had four receptions 72 receiving yards and four targets rice finished second in receiving yards for the chiefs and that was the best showing thus far for him he's been consistent as a receiver in the past two games he's recorded three receptions and a td but guess what that doesn't mean jack shit. If your name isn't Travis Kelsey, it don't matter. Plus, Casey just acquired McCole Hardman. Wow. So that just means less food on the table for Rasheed Rice. So don't invest in him. It's a waste of time. If he isn't Travis Kelsey, don't even bother. And in fact, if it's not Taylor Swift, don't even bother. He's a bust this week. What do you think? Uh, yeah, he's a bust. I mean, there's too many mouths to feed over there uh, in KC. So, yeah, just stay away. There's no point. Uh, huge bust. I got Josh Downs, indie wide receiver. The Colts wide receiver, too, has done okay so far this year, putting up 28 receptions for 276 yards. His fantasy numbers the last two weeks haven't looked bad either putting up around 11 points per game but with only one touchdown on the season and richardson being out i think downs is going to be a bust this week versus a top ranked cleveland defense i know a lot of the reports have said he's a great waiver wire pickup but for your team's sake leave him on the wire melky buster boom He's a boom. He's been targeted a lot. Him and Minshew have a nice connection. And Alec Pierce got hurt. So that's more activity for him, more plays for him, more route running. I like him. He's been great. Three games over 70 yards in three games. I think he's a boom, man. You got to give him a shot. All right. All right. Melky, who do you got for us next? So I got potentially the 49ers backup running back to CMC. It's Jordan Mason. Goobs, he's a giant bust. He had five rushing attempts, 27 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Don't buy the hype, okay? Yes, he might be the number two, but Shanahan never puts anything in stone. I think it's going to be by committee. If Debo plays, he'll get some running attempts. Elijah Mitchell will get some running attempts. And if Christian McCaffrey plays, then who gives a damn about this guy? Because it doesn't <laughs> matter. You talk about mouths over there. In San Francisco, there's way too many mouths to feed. And if these guys that are injured are actually playing, 
he, he's lucky to suit up. He's a nice back. He is a power back. He's got a burst of speed, but don't buy into the hype. I think he's a bust this week. All right, all right, all right. Now, my next boomer bust is not for the week. It's for the next, I'm going to say three to four weeks, okay? I got Brandon Cooks. With the Cowboys being on a bye, it'll give this team some time to figure out this offense that hasn't been looking like it does on paper. They're supposed to be good. Dak and his wide receivers need to start working more like a cohesive unit, which means getting the ball out quicker and being accurate. Brandon Cooks has only 13 receptions for 109 yards and one touchdown with his best game of the season last week when he put up 39 yards and that one touchdown. Until the Cowboys offense can work together, I see Cooks being a bust for the next couple weeks, but I think he should be a stash away in deeper leagues just in case this offense starts to get the ball rolling. Melky, what do you think? I think he's a bust because they'll just revert back to trying to give it to C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup. And Michael Gallup has had a terrible season, and I actually think it's time for him to go. And there was a rumor out there, or maybe it was a suggestion, but I kind of like it. Call Denver, bring Cortland Sutton, and then find someone who will take Michael Gallup. I don't think Brandon Cooks is being used to his ability. He's a downfield wide receiver with speed, and Dak seems to not want to throw it to him. That was a great catch by him on Monday. Kudos to that. But McCarthy, his ego is so big, he's going to revert back to the bullshit with him and Dak. I don't like it, unfortunately. And it's a shame. Brandon Cooks is a, is a great player, and they're not using him properly. So he's a bust for me. So do you th- you thinking what? Uh, uh, straight up trade Gallup for Sutton and like maybe a pick, or like a third or a second? No. Uh, pick maybe two picks if you have to sweeten it for Sutton and then you send Gallup over for a fifth to someone who will take him maybe the Giants maybe Green Bay may, I don't know you, you don't think they would take Gallup no Denver no they they want to blow that whole thing up okay it doesn't make sense for them to get rid of one contract which is actually Sutton's contract is not bad and inherit another contract that's pretty abysmal and yeah. Michael Gallup so send him somewhere where someone needs to eat up cap and get a, I don't know, like I said, a fifth or a sixth for him because Gallup has not lived up to the hype at all. Yeah, I agree. All right, Melky. That's it. That's the end of Boomer Bust. Thank you, I Goopy. So. Gooby, tell him what's next. Uh, we got two knee bets. Now, this was Ball's creation. I still miss this guy because he hasn't been on in a while. Uh, we're going to have him on soon, though. The Eagles play the Cowboys eventually, and there will be some shit talking involved in that episode. But for now, let's do two knee bets. I'm going to go first, and I got, and I said this earlier, the Ravens over the Lions, I think this is a game where the Ravens are going to be like, hey, we're a playoff contender. This is us. We can beat a top team. Let's go Ravens. I disagree. I think this is an important game to the Lions. 
especially being in that conversation of Super Bowl contenders, if they can beat the Ravens, it's huge notch on their belt. I know it's at home and it's difficult to play on the road, but the Lions have shown they don't give a fuck and they're going to stuff that ball down your throat. I like the Lions to beat the Ravens. Okay, well, uh, I hope you're wrong because I did pick the Ravens in you did on your parlays. Yeah, in money cases, I hope you're fucking wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, man. Money makes the world go round. That's a great pick. That's going to be a nice, not even nice, a fantastic matchup. I can't wait for that. And the second great matchup that we have is the Dolphins and the Eagles. And I'm taking the Dolphins, even though it's two and a half for the Eagles. It's your Sunday nighter. The best offense in the league in the Dolphins. That's why. They're number one with 223 points, 1,901 passing yards, 1,091 rushing yards, and that's a total of 2,992 total yards. Who has beaten that? Nobody. Yeah. Tua has looked lights out. He's got 1,876 yards. He's got 14 touchdowns. He's got 21 rushing yards. Only five picks. One fumble loss, and his QB rating is 114.1. Oh, boy. That is pretty remarkable for a guy who was almost out of the league last season. Yeah. The Eagles have not played to their potential. They don't look dominant. That hurts an AG connection. I'm not feeling it. And let's let's be real. The Mike McDaniels factor. He gets the team ready to play. He's a fun guy, and he just looks like a freshman that's trying to get into a fraternity. I, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I got to take the Dolphins on this one. I think this is a big game for them, too, just like the Lions. And they want to make a mark and put the Chiefs and the Bills and some of the other big and the Jaguars, too. The Jaguars are soaring on notice that we're the best team in the AFC. It'll be hard to come out with a victory, but I think you're right. Uh, we both agreed on the parlays that the Miami Dolphins will win. Um Tyree Kill is just a beast. He's got over 800 yards this year. It's it's not a no-brainer, but on paper, it looks like a no-brainer. The Eagles, I mean, they're coming off a bad loss to the Jets. And Miami's just going to look to capitalize on that. So uh, let's go Miami. Yeah, and you're right. And the sidebar, this is for the NFL, the no-fun league. Stop finding the players for celebrating. Tyreek Hill is an acrobatic genius, and that was a lot of fun, and you find the man for doing it. He's trying to bring joy to your game, so knock it off, man. God damn. 90 per- No, I wouldn't say 90. I'd say like 20% of the people that watched the NFL back in the day were there to watch Terrell Owens shake his fucking pom-poms, eat some popcorn, and fucking Chad Ochocinco doing all his shenanigans in the end zone. We love it. NFL, man, just knock it off. Yeah, be cool. Be cool. All right, Malk. We got a special tuny bet. So I want you to take it away. All right. So I was sitting at home last weekend and my brother went out and his friends decided to message me and make fun of me because I'm a Cowboys fan. This one in particular, his name is Adam Burroughs, not related to Joe Burrow. And he decided to try and chirp me about my allegiance to the Cowboys. Now, he is a Bengals fan, which is pretty crazy. And the Bengals have had recent success. But do you remember how shitty they were? You probably don't because you were in your mom's womb. What? What the fuck? Okay, so 
this one is dedicated to you and I hope you all enjoy because it it's actually pretty hilarious and he is a good guy. So shout out to you, Adam, and I hope you enjoy. All right, here we go. What's up, fellas? Give me all the tunies. Matchup I'm riding this week is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the LA Rams, and I'm absolutely hammering the Rams. The line's at minus three at the moment, and only God knows why. I got the Steelers, who have looked absolutely awful this far on offense. I got a Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris, who both can't seem to do anything. Kenny can't throw, and Najee can't run, let alone score any TDs. Your offense doesn't scare me one bit, even at this mid-level tier Rams defense at the moment. On the other end, you got a dual-headed monster of Cup and Puka. Or so Pittsburgh Watt defense. Sorry, Pittsburgh Steelers defense. For near the bottom in nearly every statistical category on defense. With that being said, Mr. Watt has a big questionable mark hovering over his head. But even if he is is playing, I'm fully confident that the Cup Puka threat will eventually take over. Williams for the Rams, running back, maybe out. Honestly, I say fuck it. Won't be able to run versus the defense anyway, so it won't even matter. Rams by a billion. Let's get it. Rams by a billion. All right. Uh, well, no, we both disagreed with that. So, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, this is going to be one of, the, I wouldn't say, it, I guess it is an upset of the, of the week, but it's going to be one of the upsets of the week. I think Pittsburgh can hold it off. That defense is no joke. And yeah, I, I think Pittsburgh. Yeah, Stafford's due for a bad game too. He's been really good. He's been steady. But he's due. The, the real Stafford's coming out soon. The one from last season's got to show his head at some point. Well, the real Stafford, please stand up. Or stay seated. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Either or. Just like Anthony Richards' season, this episode is over. And that's not me taking a dig because I actually love that guy. But at least now he can practice his bars while he recuperates. It's a shame, too, because he went to different doctors to see his options. And it was determined by the team and the doctors he should elect to get surgery. So speedy recovery to you. You have a bright future in this league. And Indy actually looks like they could be a contender maybe down the line. But Goobs... I want to thank you for always riding shotgun with me. Good luck in week seven and everyone else who's participating. Good luck in week seven. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to use my voodoo doll to like screw you up and fuck you over <laughs> to be determined. We'll see, you know, anything goes, but wait, what? As always, man, I just want to thank any 30. I want to thank El Jefe. I want to thank Sports Free Podcast. They had me on their episode last week. That was a lot of fun. I sprinkled sprinkled a little Canadian flavor. Now, if you don't know what that is, that's a mix of maple syrup, and that's a mix of regret. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> so that's what it was on that show. It was a lot of fun. Find them on YouTube. They always go live Tuesdays and Fridays, so check them out. Goobs. What do you want to say before we go? Uh, I just want to thank you for doing this with me. Um, again, I am 6-0. I'm looking to be 7-0. I can't wait. 
I'm more excited for my fantasy matchup than all the other games this week because Dallas is on a bye. So, yeah, it's uh, I'm going to be watching a lot of Red Zone, and uh, I'm hoping for the best this week. Thank you guys for listening. This podcast isn't a podcast without listeners, so I appreciate it. And uh, let's let's have a good week. Thank you, fans, so much. We always appreciate your input. Send us a like, send us a message. If you think of a segment that you want us to put on the pod, we are more than willing to do it. It's a lot of fun. We love interacting with all of you. So thank you so much. And I guess that's all she wrote. And I do hope this week is a lot more exciting because I don't know about you. I found the games last week were really fucking boring. Yeah, no, last week's game were really boring. I don't even think I watched a lot of them. So, I mean, I, I always put on Red Zone, so I, I always watch the Cowboys games. But, yeah, when I was watching Red Zone, I was like, this is, yeah, this is not the greatest week to watch football. So, hopefully this week will be better. And with that, we are out of here. Deuces. A Chargers season ticket member became a viral sensation after a Monday night football camera focused on her. She epitomized Charger fans' emotions in the game against Dallas last night. Basically, every game the Chargers play, being very nervous to celebrating a tying touchdown to the Bolts, ultimately losing to the Cowboys. Today, the overnight social media star spoke on the Pat McAfee show. We go to a ton of games like they always get me on the Jumbotron because I am freaking nuts, right? Whether I'm in my seat or in the cabana, I, they get me on the Jumbo, but I've, I've never been on TV. I never expect to be on TV. Since Daly's entrance into your life, have you felt more of an anxiety level? <laughs> um, I think if you look historically at the Chargers, historically at the NFL, you're going to have anxiety no matter what year you watch it. And, you know, on social media, a lot of people are saying, was that actually real? Was that a plant by the NFL? No, she's a season ticket holder. And as she said, they show her on the Jumbotron all the time because she just pours out her emotions. It's the best. And I believe this was her uh, emotion after the game in the car riding home. <laughs> she was probably exhausted. Uh, I bet. You gotta love that. Hello, I'm Mark Brown. Get more great ABC7 content by clicking the subscribe button for our YouTube channel. And download the ABC7 Los Angeles streaming app on Fire TV, Android TV, Apple TV, and Roku to watch on your TV.